Want to know how to take your home from lacklustre to blockbuster? Need to know the latest interior design trends? Then you'll be right at home with the Find It, Style It podcast. Hosted by Lauren Keenan, where we show you how easy it is to create beautiful spaces and turn your house into a home you'll love. Find it, style it. Shake it! Welcome to the Find It, Style It podcast. I'm Scott Keenan. And I'm Lauren Keenan, and we have got a great show coming up for everybody today. Firstly, we're going to tackle one of the most common design dilemmas that I come across, especially working with couples. Uh Uh-oh. I know. And we're going to talk a little bit more about how I came to be an interior stylist and what inspires my interior design philosophy. Find it, style it. Right. We're going to deal with one of the biggest design dilemmas, and it is one that often sends people into couples therapy. Yes. Today, I want to talk about something very serious. This is serious. Yeah. I mean, we're a couple and- This is this is serious stuff. Today, I want to talk about pink. <laughs> Specifically, I want to talk about men and pink. Oh, dear. Okay. And I'm not talking about pink, the singer here. Right. No, so don't, break out, don't break out into song. I want to talk about how, ladies, how you can convince the man in your life to use pink in your home. It's not very masculine, though, is it? Let's be honest. Oh, come on. Just be a little bit more secure in your masculinity. Sorry, and I should probably be a bit more supportive to start with, but this is a really tough one for guys especially because I think whether you're a new couple or a couple that's been together for some time, but I reckon particularly for new couples where you you come together into a home, it's either it's the, the merge, man or the- merging the merging of the, of the goods. The goods and the styles and either the man or the woman is- Going to end up more dominant based on who's got what, but at some point you're going to have to go, okay, how do we make this place look like it's ours and not yours or mine? Let me just say one thing to you right now off the bat. Happy wife, happy life. <laughs> that is a great point. But how, how about colours? Because I think um, that is one of the trickiest things that couples in particular are, are probably going to be dealing with. And as you say, for ladies, trying to, to merge styles when people are coming together. It is. And look, not not every woman is going to love pink, but pink is a very um, soft colour. It's very refreshing. It actually is quite a neutral colour in the home. And that's how I want to talk to you about how, you know, how we can use it. Why don't we start with the colour pink itself? Because people have different um, perceptions about what you're talking about. Yeah. And look, I mean, there's so many different shades of pink. You've got the lovely, beautiful, pale fairy floss pinks. You've got the dirtier, dusty pinks. There's your raspberries, your hot pinks, your fuchsias. You know, you could go on and on. But in my mind, there's only just probably a few different shades that are modern, they're fresh, they're feminine, but they're also, they can work beautifully with masculine colours. And I think they're the ones we're going to talk about today. And they are your pale pinks, like your fairy floss colours, and those dirtier, dustier pinks that are heading into sort of mushroomy kind of territory. They're the ones I want us to focus on today. And they're quite on quite on trend at the moment. They're really on trend and they're actually so versatile. They go with so many other different colours, more traditionally masculine colours as well. So we're talking about the navies, which we know we've talked about before. Things like your olive greens, metallics, um, mustards even are a really lovely um, foil to your pale pinks and your, and your dusty pinks. And, um, you know, when you when you bring those feminine colours together with the masculine colours, you have balance in the room. And, and how do you get that balance right? Because I, I reckon people will be wondering, how much pink do I actually use? I mean, what, what is the right smattering of that colour to take advantage of it without overdoing it? Well, it really depends how comfortable you and your man are with pink, I think. Um, 
So some people might feel bold enough to splash it on some walls and, you know, paint colour is not forever. So, you know, if you pick a beautiful, really pale um, shade of pink, um, that's going to go with so many other things in your home. It's going to go with beige couches. It's going to go with grey couches. It's going to go with the navy. It's going to go with the metallics. So if you're really bold, that would be a great starting point. If you're a bit scared, a little bit timid about using pink or all your man is, then I would suggest starting with the um, sort of soft furnishing pieces, your cushions and and your small decor items that you can put around your home. Aside from the obvious of bringing a little bit of femininity into a room, what are the benefits of actually using a colour like pink in your home? Look, I find that rooms that incorporate even just some small touches of pink feel a lot happier they feel more relaxing and they generally feel more inviting. I think that's right. And you've used pink in our home a little bit as well recently, adding some touches through some soft furnishings. And it it does really bring on those feelings. I have. And you 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 weren't sure about it at the beginning. You're like, oh, pink again. She always goes for pink. But it does actually make it feel much more inviting and, you know, a calming and relaxing place to come to at the end of the work day rather than anything too hard and masculine. And yeah, so I think the pink's, you know, pink's the way to go. Get on board, people. Okay. So before we wrap this, what are the key takeouts for using pink in your home? Takeout number one, stick to either pale pinks like fairy floss colours or dirty, dusty pinks, one or the other. Takeout number two, pair it with masculine colours like navy, grey, olive green and mustard for balance. balance right. The yep. balance, balance is key. And takeout number three is start small with soft furnishings so you don't get scared off the pink. And if you're feeling a little bit more bold, splash a bit on the wall. Yeah, definitely. Go for it. And we're getting social with pink so you can get a great look at the imagery to inspire you around pink as well on our Pinterest page at Find It Style It on Pinterest is where you've got to go for a whole board that Lauren has there dedicated to pink. And don't forget that paint companies like Dulux and Hames do a really great job of using some beautiful images to show how you can use colour, including pink. You should uh, check out their Instagram pages at Dulux Oz, that's A-U-S, and at Hames Paint on Instagram. Find out what's trending. Search Find It, Style It on your socials. This is the Find It, Style It podcast with Lauren Keenan. I'm Scott Keenan, and um, we thought it would be worth... Delving a little bit deeper into Lauren Keenan, the stylist, and what makes you tick and what your styling is about, because obviously people coming to the podcast for the first time want to know a little bit more about you and probably a little bit more about what Find It, Style It is about. Yeah, it's an interesting story because you didn't start out your working life as a stylist or even um, really in this space at all, and I think it's worth just having a bit of a chat about that because I think there are a lot of people who maybe are doing jobs that they don't necessarily love and have a passion outside of that. And the way that you have gone from doing something that you didn't love into something that now you clearly do love and are very good at is, I think, a little bit inspirational. I think people, it's something that people will connect with. So why don't you start by just telling us a little bit about how did you start out? I started out as a journalist. And part of the reason why I studied journalism was because it sounded really glamorous. And I thought I could go and work for a magazine and that would be super fun and I'd get free things and I'd get to go to parties. <laughs> and it didn't quite turn out like that. Did you get any parties? Oh, maybe one or two. Any freebies? Nothing very exciting. A couple of free mags to take home to mum. Exactly. That didn't turn out quite as you planned. But, um... but the good thing about that was that it was my first foray into getting to know a little bit more about interiors and homewares and design because one of the magazines or a couple of the magazines I was writing for were design magazines. So 
I was writing about these really expensive kitchens and bathrooms and luxury homes. And basically, I'd just get presented with a series of photos and some information from the homeowner. and I'd have to formulate it into this exciting article. So I guess that's where I first started to get my design lingo down pat. Did did you like it though? Did you sort of uh, look at it and think, these are really nice. I, I like this. I did, but it all seemed quite, you know, far away from me at the time because I was only 21 and, you know, I thought- Working on a sub-editor's wage. Yeah, and, you know, that's when travel started beckoning and, and I took off to the UK and I suppose that's where I got into the deep, dark, evil side marketing, <laughs> which is where I stayed for the next, you know, 10 or 12 years. There's not much too, too wrong with it, but it wasn't your passion, was it? No, it it wasn't. And, um, but it took some time to work that out, yeah? Yeah. I mean, like anybody, you, you know, you get into the rhythm of your life and, and that's your job and you do you have other things outside your life that, that you're interested in. And so, you know, work work for a lot of the time is just a, a means to an end. So, but, you know, there comes a point in your life where you don't want, want it to be that way anymore and you look to try and incorporate more of your passions and your hobbies, if you can, you know, into something that could be a job and a career, which is, you know, the track that I went down. It got to that point, though, where you, your hand was almost forced, though, wasn't it? Because you, you really weren't enjoying what you were doing and you had to really steal yourself and make a tough decision to, to, to break away and, and go and do some study. Well, yeah, I mean, it could have been quite easy to, to stay in a job where you had a good salary and you had some security, but I was dreading it. Every day I was waking up thinking, oh, my goodness, I have to go into this office. I have to sit behind a desk and, you know, do this this work that I really had no passion for. And so at one point I decided to bite the bullet to think about how I was going to make this career change into the design industry. How did that work? I had a few friends that knew that I, I liked design interiors and that I was good at putting things together for my own home. And so people, friends, started approaching me just to help them out really as a favour. And we take shopping trips and I do some styling for them in their homes and I sort of started to realise, wow, I've, I really like this. Like I could make this my job. Um, and it still felt a little bit like a pipe dream at that point because I didn't really know how I was going to make that happen. And then I found out that there was um, some study that I could go and do. You know, I didn't really know that you could go and study styling and, and decoration, um, but you can. And this wasn't watching like back-to-back episodes of The Block or anything? No, although I did do that too. <laughs> <laughs> so I went off and um, did some studying for a year. I learned how to draw. I learned about colour. I learned about space planning. I learned about how to work with clients to um, deliver the best product that I, I could for them. And then studies were finished and I had to decide, well, how am I going to how am I going to make this into a business now? It's all well and good to be great at picking out cushions and paint colours and all that kind of thing, but you know, what have I got to offer people? And that study that you did, that really, I guess, helped solidify that, as you say, yes, I can actually do this. That's right. Yeah, I felt really confident, I guess, with my newfound skills. And I think as well with my previous experience, it helped that I had all that corporate experience because I was used to dealing with people and now I could bring together these new creative skills with my old corporate skills. And there were some things that I was really good at and I could bring them together 
and and work with people and relate to them and help them, you know, create a space where they love to spend time with their family and friends. And study was also cool because, you know, you would have met some like-minded people. Yeah, met some great people, learned, a lot, learned about a lot of great um, brands as well because um, that's a big thing in my job, knowing where to go for all the right pieces um, for people's homes. So, yeah, it really helped open my eyes to, you know, what was out there. Uh, you know, you'd been blogging for some time, you know, you'd always been writing, you've started your career writing in journalism, as you said, and then um, when the internet evolved and blogging became a, a bit of a thing as well, you'd done that for some time. I but had. I guess you then had to work out how to make a transition from student and blogger through to a business person. That's right. And I also wanted to be a little bit different to other stylists. You know, there's a tendency, um, there is a tendency in the design industry to sort of play your cards a little bit close to your chest. You know, you don't want to give away all your secrets. And I'm not that kind of person. I take this really personally and I want everybody to have a home that they absolutely love. And I don't mind sharing my stylist secrets. So together, I suppose, we had a, a good brainstorming session about, well, how could this work? And that's where the idea of teaching people how to find the, the items that were going into their home and then how to style them when they got them back there. It's not just your run-of-the-mill styling services. It's There's all these extra add-ons and extra resources that I'm offering people as well. And you're not associated with a, a retail brand that has to sell that particular style of stuff. You can, and you do work with clients to meet their brand. You know, I work with clients that have a lot of quite varying budgets as well. And sometimes we have to go to the more high street stores and I think they're great. They have lots of really good things to offer. But I think the personality of a home really comes from going to those smaller shops, shopping local, finding those little bits and pieces that you don't see at the big retailers. And that's how you came up with the idea for the shopping guide. Absolutely. Yes. I've trawled around lots of different stores over the last few years, and this is my selection of my favorite places that I like to send people, smaller to medium-sized stores that um, have just something a little bit different to offer. And at the moment, it's sort of focused on the Australian East Coast with uh, Sydney, Brisbane, Melbourne, and some regional areas, including... We're getting to Brisbane. We haven't got to Brisbane yet. That's... Next on my list, yes. um, I'm, I'm a one-woman show. There's only so much I can do. I've made it my mission to, you know, really list out throughout all of Australia the best places for people to go shopping no matter where they live. And how are people responding to that? Really well. Since we've launched the new website, I've had so much feedback from people saying, thank you, I didn't know about these stores, this is awesome, or we're building a new house and I'm going to check out all these places that you've recommended when it comes time to to styling. And um, I really hope some of them give me a call too so I can work on it with them because that would be really exciting. That's a little bit about how Lauren came to be a stylist and came uh, to kickstart finditstylet.com.au and her styling services and the shopping guide and, um, of course, all of the, the, the tips that, uh, that you share with people about um, about how to create a home you'll love because, yes, there are some secrets and, yes, there are some tips for how to do it well, but, you know, you're prepared to share them. And, um, in fact, if you go to finditstyleit.com.au slash registration, you can sign up for Lauren's Seven Secrets Guide, which is... It's a special present from me to you. Correct. And how to uh, to make your home look like just they, just like they do in the magazines. 
Well, that's one of the things that I hear from a lot of people. You know, they flip through these interiors and home magazines and they see these beautiful images of different kitchens and living rooms and they wonder how they're going to create that at home. So my seven stylist secrets guide is really an invaluable tool for my subscribers to, you know, inject some of these tips into their own home and uh, get those magazine worthy interiors. So don't be shy. Go to finditstylet.com.au slash registration. Uh, All you've got to do is put your name in your email address and it will be deposited straight into your inbox exciting. Uh, momentarily. Follow us on your socials. Search Find It Style It. So that's Lauren's design journey and how she got to be an interior stylist. If you've got questions about any more of that, you can, of course, email her, lauren at finditstyleit.com.au. I'd love to hear from you if you've got any questions about uh, my design journey or any questions about pink or any other design questions, uh, I'd love to hear from you and uh, the best questions we'll get a shout out in the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And we've got some really cool things planned for the podcast over the next few weeks, including some interviews we're going to bring you. We're catching up with the owner of a beautiful Art Deco apartment in Sydney's Bondi. And uh, we find out just what it takes to make over an old gem in this beachside suburb. And I'm going to introduce you to some of my friends and my contacts in the design industry, including a really up-and-coming homewares designer. So that's coming up soon. Sounds great. Can't wait to bring that to you. Remember, if you like this podcast, don't be shy. Tell your friends and leave a review on iTunes so that other people know what to expect when they tune in too. Thanks, everyone. Catch you next time. See you next time. Follow Lauren on your socials for latest style trends and tips. Just search Find It, Style It and subscribe now for exclusive perks, discounts and updates about store openings straight into your inbox. Go to finditstyleit.com.au.